Well, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Silver Podcast, episode one of the second series, the show which talks about everything Sheffield Steelers related. Today, Ben Chapel joins me. So, Ben, how are you feeling? Yeah, pr- pretty good. How are you? Top of the world. Always am. Always raring to go for another podcast and ready to get my opinions out there. You're quite an opinionated person. About the Steelers? Well, you could say that. You could say that. I've been... Last season, I was very reluctant to get you on the podcast for multiple reasons, but you've calmed down now, haven't you? You're um, ready to give it a go. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah, you have calmed down and uh, you're raring to go with it. So, first of all, people, obviously, welcome back to listening for another season of what's hopefully going to be better than last season where I stopped doing podcasts after I realised we weren't going to win anything um, which is probably a bit unprofessional <laughs> on my behalf <laughs> I think um, this season we'll probably do the Grand Slam um, so same as last season it's pretty much reviewing the Steelers games from the weekend previewing what's coming up this weekend a few little bits in between and a Steelers related trivia question for you Ben that you're going to answer Um no and problem. I'll be thinking of one while we do this. And, um, right, okay, no down, pressure, though. Just thinking about all the things that I've seen over the years, Steelers-wise. Definitely in the like in the past, because I barely go to games anymore. Um, well, I didn't just, like to say. It's just a money issue, that is. Um, so, what happened on Saturday? You were there, I wasn't. The reason I wasn't there was because it was very hot outside and the beer garden was calling. And we play Nottingham Panthers eight times anyway in the over the season. Yeah, what well, actually, it it was very warm inside the Sheffield Arena. However, you could indeed buy uh, a very tiny slush puppy for four pounds uh, to help cool you down oh, from yeah. the heat, which uh, me and my my good friend Seth invested in. Uh, probably had better uses of four pounds in my lifetime, but hey, needs must. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, about the game, it was. It it was a pretty exciting affair, to be honest. I'm sure you'll have seen all the videos of the uh, the fighting and stuff like that that went off. It was it it very much reminded me of how the Steelers Panthers rivalry sort of used to be before we played each other 600 times every year and no one cared about it anymore. Um, and yeah, I thought we were we were very very impressive. I thought the Panthers left a lot to be desired on Saturday night, which. Uh, made me have a little bit of a giggle at your prediction of them to win the league. Uh, mm. Because on Saturday night, anyway, they did just look like your classic, mediocre, don't really offer anything, Nottingham Panthers. Um, we, however, were very, very impressive on on Saturday night. Um, you could say roles were reversed a little bit the the following day, but we'll, we'll get on to that later. Yeah. Um, obviously, I wasn't there. Um... I'll get that off my chest straight away. Pre-season, it doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't appeal to me even... I've, I've said on the, on the podcast before, Sheffield Wednesday play literally a stone's throw from my house. If they have got a pre-season game at home, I won't go. Eat. I don't I don't care for it. I don't like the fact that there's nothing to play for. Obviously, there's the pride of winning the rivalry, but when there's nothing to play for, it's not something that appeals to me. But I'm glad we won, especially on the Saturday. Because um, the Sunday... Did you go to that game as well? Did you... I, I did, a, yes. Yeah. Four, four, to 25, 25 quid of my hard-earned cash for a pre-season friendly. 25 quid? 
How much is bloody electricity bills? <laughs> yeah, 25 quid. And uh, safe to say the arena was pretty empty. Oh, yeah. It, it wants to be for bloody 25 quid. A three-season fixture as well. And you're what? 20? 19? Paying 25 quid for that? Yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah. That is outrageous. <laughs> 25 quid? More money than cents, some would say. Well, that's more than two home games for yeah. Steelers to me with cheap tickets. Oh, that's outrageous, that. Yeah, it, but, it, yeah. It, it puts into perspective, that's for sure. So, over the weekend, was there any um, performances that stuck out to you? Yeah, I think um, I'll, I'll speak about the, the returnees first and then we'll move on to the... Um, the new crop. I think one one of the returnees who majorly impressed me over the weekend was Daniel Ciampini. Yep. I thought he looked as good as he ever has in a Steelers jersey. And I think hopefully now this year when he'll have um, a few more goal scorers on his line, because Ciampini's always sort of been throughout his whole career a pass-first player. And that mm. sort of drew him a lot of stick, I think, very unfairly last season. Um, but hopefully with a few more proper goal scorers on his line this year, we'll, we'll really sort of see him come into his own. Obviously, he scored a very, very tidy goal in Nottingham, just showcasing his, his excellent stick-handling ability. Um, yeah, he's just he's just uh, one, one of the few Steelers players from last year that I thought barely put a foot wrong week in, week out, and it appears thus far that he's sort of carrying that on forward into this season, so that, that bodes very well. Um, he, he was sort of the standout of the returnees for me. Mm. Um, speaking about the new players, I think obviously can't not talk about uh, Kevin Tanzi. Obviously, everyone was majorly impressed with him over the weekend, especially after his uh, his antics, shall we call it, on on Saturday night. Um, mm. But yeah, he he looks like he's certainly going to be an excellent pickup. Which yeah, I I, I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think he'll be one. One of the best team in the league this season. Really? Um, I think our, our D looks really, really strong. We've obviously got Tansy, who I think will be one of the best D-men in the league. Saucerman, who I thought looked a little bit rusty over the weekend, but you can tell there's a really, really cracking player in there. And I'm really excited to sort of see how, how he comes on as the season progresses. Yeah. Obviously, you've got Sam Jones, who, okay, he's perhaps not on the level of the others, but he is one of the best British D-men in the league. There's no denying that. Um you know, I'd I'd rather have him than a uh, a certain British D that we had last season. That's uh, now at our bitter rivals. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's, he's certainly the better of those two. So I think in terms of shipping out one British D man and keep keeping one, I think we certainly made the right decision there. Um. I think Neverlinen looked solid again as he was all of last season. Didn't put a foot wrong all weekend really. Uh. Petgrave, obviously, we know what he can do from last season. Quite a polarising player. I think some people just like to get on his back for, for no apparent reason. But he looked... Saturday night, he looked very solid. Sunday night wasn't his brightest evening, but it's pre-season. He showed us all of last season what he's capable of doing, and I have no doubts he'll he'll do that again uh, this coming season. Mm. Um, and obviously, we've got Brian Diffley as well, who... Whilst I, I thought he sort of faded in, faded into the background of the game on Saturday night a bit, he sort of came out into his own with the change in the D pairings uh, in the game on Sunday. 
Um, and I thought he looked like another very, very solid pickup there. So I, I honestly can't really pinpoint a weak point in that defence this season. I think it looks brilliant. Obviously, Matt Greenfield was brilliant as ever on Saturday night. And uh, Moroni, I think that's how you pronounce it, on Sunday. Whilst he, he showed that he's probably not going to challenge Greenfield, I don't think many of us expected him to, I have no doubts that he will be absolutely fine against your, sort of, your Scottish teams, your Manchester Storms, what have you. He looks solid enough, by, by all means. Good. Good. And to be honest, I'm really glad you have gone in depth on all that because it would have been like, I don't, I don't even know, if you put me up to it, it would be like having a fly guard that's chocolate, honestly. Useless, <laughs> talking about the Steelers. <laughs> I think from what I was going off on social media, Saturday was very much the game we were just out to win. Like we were out to win that game, whereas Sunday was more of a... Uh, there was less intensity. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, I think it, it would be fair to say we never really got into a groove on Sunday. I think on on Saturday night, everything just seemed to fall into place and everything sort of clicked. We we looked like a team that had been playing together a hell of a lot longer than what seven days. Yeah. Whereas on Sunday, I think you saw perhaps a bit more that yeah, okay, maybe we're not quite there yet. We we do need that that other week of preseason or so, but. That being said, even though everything didn't quite click on Sunday, it was still, you know, it, it wasn't a performance to be too disheartened with. It was a close game. Um, I thought the Panthers were possibly quite lucky to take it in the end with, obviously, uh, Cole Shudra missing a 1-0 breakaway just before they went up and scored the winning goal with a few minutes left. Mm. Yeah, it, it could have gone either way. And I think considering that it's pre-season and the result, therefore doesn't really mean anything. It it certainly wasn't a performance to be disheartened by on Sunday, even if it wasn't quite up to the the hype that Saturday had had put on it. Hmm. So obviously we've had this weekend and stupidly I thought this weekend coming sorry, last weekend we had last weekend. This weekend coming up. Stupidly I thought this was league. It's not, is it? It's another pre round of preseason. Yeah, yeah another round of preseason. So what what are you hoping to see this weekend then? Well, so I think what we've got to remember heading into this weekend is obviously Cardiff have played a hell of a lot more games than us thus, thus far and they've been together as a group a lot longer. Um, and they have looked very, very impressive at, at times in their pre-season. So I, I think the one thing that I, I would sort of urge all Steelers fans to take heed of is... Don't try and be too focused on the results that come out of this weekend. Because I think as long as we're there or thereabouts performance-wise, and we're sort of, again, ma matching them almost, I I wouldn't be too disheartened by it. Because, yeah, like I say, you've got to remember they've been together as a group a hell of a lot longer than we have now. And that's bound to uh, obviously have its advantages. As well as I think Cardiff do look probably the strongest they have over the last few years this season. Um a couple of their players in particular, Jamie O'Neill and Cole Lully, have been playing really well this preseason, and I think they're yeah. going to be two of the the premium players in the league this season. Both both look very very impressive. Um, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't be too focused on the result if we go and lose both games. As long as we don't get hammered, yeah. I'm I'm not really too bothered. We just sort of need to show that we can compete at that level for me. So, based on like what you've seen, have you? I don't know if you've seen much from Cardiff. Um, this preseason, obviously the 
Did they split the weekend with Belfast or did they beat Belfast twice? I'm sure it was one or the other. Uh, that's a great question. I want to say they beat them twice. I would. Say, I, I think they did beat them twice for some reason. So they're obviously no yeah. they Cardiff. I mean, I think I predicted them too low when it came to my predictions for the league this season, and definitely had predicted the Panthers too high. Um. Yeah. So so Cardiff are actually unbeaten in their preseason thus far. I, I thought they were. They've uh, beaten Belfast twice, beaten yeah. Amiens twice, and beaten Glasgow twice. Me and you could beat Glasgow twice. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. yeah, to be fair. Maybe not me. But maybe well, you. I, I could. I could. Yeah, yeah. you could. Probably. You'd take it all around and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, oh, I. But are you going... You said you were going, didn't you, to Cardiff, or you were going to the home game for definite the away game you're unsure about yeah I'll, I'll be at the home game um i might be at the away game it'll depend if i can get the time off work it's it's one of them i sort of don't want to burn my bridges at work by taking loads of days off before the games mean anything mm. uh, but yeah I'll, I'll be at the home game there's every chance i might be at the away game as well i'm, I'm sure there'll not be many of us down in cardiff but no no it's, it's a long I... way to go for a pre-season game i'm a bit gutted to be fair because I thought this um, this weekend was um, the league action, and I thought, oh, good chance to go to a game at Cardiff first game of the season. I, then I realised it's actually Coventry the week after. Um, yeah, but I'll definitely be going to the Coventry one myself. But again, I'd rather invite you back on next week just to see how how we've played this weekend. Um, yeah. So obviously, going forward, um, looking to the season ahead. I'm going to put you on the spot because I might as well, but if you were going to do a 10 to 1 of all Elite League teams, what would you do? Oh, no. What would you go for? Oh, you'll have you to give me a minute to think about this here. You certainly have. Okay, so... As you can tell, I just do it with like a roll of dice, like just get a 10-sided dice and just name a team for a number. That's why Panthers yeah, are I... first. I was going to say, I could tell that with you predicting the Panthers to come yeah. first. Um, so if I was to go 10 to 1, um, I'd probably put Manchester in at 10. I, I just think they are the only team that this off-season, I think, looks the same as or weaker than they did the previous season. They're, They're the only team that hasn't... Say as it is. Well, and I'll get yeah. my bleeper out for I that one. But they are. I hate Manchester anyway. There's, there's no oh. other way of putting it. That's you know. That's three bleeps. Cheers, man. Bloody hell. <laughs> no worries, pal. Um, ninth. It, it's tough, but I think I'll, I'll have to go with Dundee uh, at Thank ninth. Uh, five at eighth. I think that's my that's my bottom three. Sure. Yeah, I, I I would be quite surprised if the bottom three consists of any other three teams. I just think mm. the order between those three is somewhat debatable. I think they've improved, but not enough. Yes, yeah. Um seventh, I would I would probably put Coventry. Um yeah. it, again, it's it's not so much a a fault of Coventry, really. I just think the six teams above them look 
particularly strong. I, th- I think I, I personally think this is going to be one of the strongest elite league seasons we've had in quite a long time. Yeah. Um, pro- probably since before COVID, I, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. I'd probably put Guildford in a in at sixth. I, I just yeah. think with them, whilst obviously they were up there last season and they were a very, very strong side, I think the the sort of key members of that side that they've lost, they haven't really replaced with players of the of quite the same ilk. Um, yeah. So I can see them struggling a little bit more this season, but that's not to say that I'm not expecting them to be a good side because I, I most certainly am. Um, then I'd, I'd stick... I think Nottingham in a in at fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is probably one of the better Nottingham teams of the last few years. That being said, I I I don't think they're quite up at the levels that that they want to be. Not no. not yet anyway. They're not at the levels that the fans expect anyway. Well, you say that, but I'm not sure how many of those fans are actually left kicking about Nottingham anymore. To be honest, it's a oh, sorry state of affairs yeah. over there. Yeah, probably sporting Leeds or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, then I'd, I'd pop I'd pop Glasgow in it in at fourth. Okay. Um, I think obviously there's the whole the massive Glasgow clan and all that crap. Um, yeah. Not to, not to say that they actually are massive. Probably one of the most tin pot teams well, in the league. That's just Lewis, to be honest, on Twitter. I'm well, pretty sure it's just Lewis. Yeah, of course that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think. The future is is very bright for Glasgow, to be honest. And by no means am I saying that they're going to go and win the league title within the next three years, because I don't think they will. But I, yeah, I, I think they are going to be by far and away the best Scottish team for the foreseeable. And I think they'll they'll certainly be be a team that's up there and that you're not looking forward to playing. Mm-hmm. Um, third, I'm going to put Belfast. Okay. Um, and. This is not a knock on Belfast at all, really, because I think they look like a really, really strong side yet again. I, I just think us, Cardiff and Belfast are probably going to this season be three of the best teams we've seen in the Elite League since COVID. Um, huh? I think on, on paper, we all look very, very impressive. The The reason I've got the Giants below us and Cardiff is it's very uncommon for a team that's had the level of success that they have over the last few years to just keep sustaining that and keep sustaining that and not have an off year at some point. And I think mm. if if there's a time it feels like that dip's going to happen, yeah. it feels like it's probably going to be now with, with the loss of, you know, a couple of players that were really, really key to the sort of purple patch they've had yeah. over the last sort of four or five years. Obviously, Scott Conway being the main one. Um, yeah, I, I just think they'll they'll struggle a little bit to, to replace that gone? level of. What's that? Sorry, has David Goodwin also gone? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, that's good. I, I, it is. He's I, I just player. think they'll struggle. He is a very good player. I just think they'll, they'll have struggled to replace the the sort of well the the vice grip that those two players had yeah. around the rest of the league. Mm. Um, and then I'm going to pop Cardiff in at second. Oh. So obviously uh, the the Steelers in at first, and I'm believe it or not, I'm not someone that actually usually predicts us to win the league. Um, I no, just obviously just call the club out on Twitter. 
Well, obviously, as as most people listening to this will probably know, I have been very, very vocal with my criticisms of the club and the the management team over the last last sort of few years. But I do feel that this season, I feel like we've got it right, and it's taken far too long, and it's inexcusable how long it's taken to to get it right. But in in all fairness, in all fairness to to Aaron and the rest of the club, it it really does. I've got a really good feeling about this season. I think the group that is put together on paper is the best group is put together since um, nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenty was the the season we won the Challenge Cup, right? Yeah, it was, mate. Yes, I, I think on paper this is the best team is is put together since then. I think the uh, positive that that this team has over that is I think we look a lot defensively than that team was because obviously that team ended up being quite run and gun at times because we were a little bit weaker on the back end but like I was explaining at at the beginning of the podcast I I really can't fault anything on the back end um, this season so yeah I just I I think this year's our year I really do Um, and that is very very high praise coming from myself Um, Mm -hmm. because like I said I've been very very critical over the last few years but I think he's finally got the balance right. We seem to have a lot of attacking threat going forwards. I think we've got more goals this year, which yeah. was one of the problems last year. We didn't sort of have any out-and-out goal scorers. I believe our highest goal scorer wasn't even in the top 10 league-wide for goals last season. Was it Champini in the end? I believe it was, yes. Yeah. Good and player. I don't think Dowd was far behind. But yeah. neither of which I believe were in the top 10 for goals, which obviously... For a team aspiring to, to be winning the league is, is not good enough, but I feel like with the additions of players like Watling this season, as well as maintaining what was last season's first line in Allen, Newman and Ciampini, mm. but actually maybe one of those players will be playing on our top line this year. I, yeah. I think that that really shows how much we've improved. And it's it's worth remembering that whilst it all went tits up towards the back end of last year, where, mm. when you boil it down, we did still come very, very close to it. You know, we were a few sort of bad, bad performances turned good away from being league champions last year. So, yeah, considering how much we've improved upon last year's squad, as well mm-hmm. as maintaining the the players that made last year's squad as as competitive as it was at the top of the table, I, yeah. I'm finding it difficult to look to sort of look past us for for winning it this year. Ah, no, fair enough. I, I I do agree, and I think just like obviously on this, I do keep up with obviously all the Steelers stuff. Maybe um last year not as much with how much stuff I had going on outside of hockey and everything. Um, but this season I'll be keeping sort of a close eye on it and I'll be going to a lot more games this season for definite. Part, part of the reason I didn't go much last season was because we were shit and can't even beat around the bush. I thought it wasn't an enjoyable experience going to watch us play. However, just based on Saturday, it just seems like we have a bit more bite about us. We have something there that's maybe been missing for the past couple of years. And now, yeah, I, I, I actually can't wait I, for the season to kick off. Basically, Face I, I totally agree. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I think, I think it looks like a Steelers hockey team, which mm. is something that we've not really had over the Absolutely. last few years. I think the closest we had to that was nineteen twenty, but 
even then, whilst yes, there's a chance we might have gone on to win the league, I think realistically the odds were stacked against us. Mm. Um, so I, 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 you know, we sort of fell apart a bit towards the end of that season as well. Um, but I think this is this is the one year under Fox where on paper the team has no real faults because yeah. in his first year, obviously we won the Challenge Cup, probably wouldn't have won the league. Our major issue was defensively, we were a bit weak. And obviously, mm. we loved Duba. We all love Thomas Duba. But yeah. Thomas Duba is not Matt Greenfield or Tyler Beskarawani. No. He, he just isn't. Um, nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he smiles and waves at everyone, so it's all all right. Yeah, it's all right. That's, that's what you want. It's all uh, right to if be you fair, let goals in. To be fair to Thomas Duber, we wouldn't have won that Challenge Cup without him. No, it was absolutely event, unplayable that night, in, in all fairness to the guy. <laughs> oh, I can't. I, um, honestly, I don't remember the goals going in. I just, I just remember, I know the highlights. That's about it. It's great. That's great the most you, most you thing I've ever heard. Great, great day. Great day out. Um, yeah, then I, I think in, in sort of the last two years, really, I thought we were lacking goals and I, I think, um, obviously, the year when we had Brust and, and Rock in goal, obviously, mm. I, I loved Barry, but he wasn't quite what most of us hoped he would be. Um, and obviously, Rock, a really good goalie, but he, he just sort of always had that that off night or that off couple of minutes in him, and it always seemed to happen when you really didn't need it to happen. Mm. Overall, he was he was an outstanding goalie, but he just seemed to, for lack of a better way of putting it, shit the bed when we really needed him to not shit the bed. Mm. I think, especially with that goal situation of the obviously twenty twenty one, is it, no, it weren't twenty twenty one, it was twenty one twenty two. Um, with with Rockstanovich, obviously, I saw I saw all the games that season at home. I didn't miss one. Um, with Stoyanovich, he was just always. Very, I don't know what. What's the word? Just not. What, what, come on, this this word's gonna come to me now. What's the word? Inconsistent. That's the one. Inconsistent. Some days he'd be brilliant. Some days he'd be utterly rubbish. Whereas Barry Brust, like the only per, uh, the only people to see him happy around the arena were arguably the five guys staff. And um, don't was, you start slandering my Barry Brust. Honestly, worst keeper I've seen at Steelers, I'm telling you. And You've seen Marek Pinch at Steelers, George. Marek Pinch won us the bloody league. No, Marek Pinch did not win us the league. We won the league despite Marek Pinch. Get it right. Honestly, Marek Pinch was my... I, I followed him on Instagram, Marek Pinch. He was my favourite goalie of all time, I think. Just I th- how I small think, he was. I think that tells us all, all we need to know about your level of hockey knowledge. I don't have more... I don't have much. <laughs> I only created Steal the Book because I slagged off Tom Darnell. <laughs> so, obviously, our last topic oh, of discussion... We, we missed Tom Darnell. Oh, we don't. Our last topic of discussion <laughs> of the day is obviously something that's been a bee in the bonnet of all the Steelers fans recently. Now, I know the decision has been made, but who do you want to see as your Steelers captain? I know you're going to say Dowd. I will be exceptionally disappointed if it's not Robert Dowd. I want to see videos of you crying when it's announced as um, Alan. I really do. Yeah, you'll, 
you'll not see videos of me crying, but you know you might see me uh, my little orange flag coming back out. <laughs> I think um, honestly, I think Scott Allen is the perfect captain. I really do. So I, I don't know why. I was, ha- but... I was having this conversation with with someone else earlier, and if Robert Dowd wasn't at the club, Scott Allen would be the obvious choice for me. Mm-hmm. And I do think Scott Allen is captain material. And if he does get given it, I do think he'll do a stellar job of it. Yeah. However, I think to not give it Robert Dowd is almost disrespectful to to him as a player and as a person and everything that he's done for the club. Uh, Yes, he definitely wants it because in an article by Bob Westerdale not that long ago, he said that he'd be delighted to take up the mantle if he was offered it. Really? He just yes. doesn't strike me as the sort of person that will want it. And I don't know why, honestly, I don't know why that I, is. I, I find that surprising because Robert Dowd has, has been on the captaincy team in Sheffield quite often, as mm. well as being on the captaincy team for Great Britain, uh, across multiple different coaches for both GB and the Steelers. And I, I just, what he has in terms of knowing what it means to be a Steeler, and mm. knowing the elite league like the back of his hand, I just, I, I don't think you can replicate that in an import. Fair enough. And yeah, I, I, I love Scott Allen as much as the next guy, and I think he'll make do a great job as captain. I just think Robert Dowd deserves it. No, that's that's fair enough. I, I think it's a, definitely a good debate. I've seen lots of people saying Scott Allen. I've seen lots of people saying Robert Dowd. Um, for me, you think Scott personally. Allen should have it, don't you? I do. Um, the reason for that, and obviously my hockey knowledge isn't to the extent of quite a lot of people, but whenever I saw Scott Allen last season, which was probably about 10 times, um, <laughs> I, I just he gave me the impression of like someone who you can just tell he's a born leader. Like Just the way he presents himself, like he's this big, big guy, long hair. Oh, sorry, Ben. Um, but like this, <laughs> this sort of long, uh, almost like a Jesus type character again. Sorry, um, <laughs> I don't know. He just looks captain material. Whereas Robert Dowd, I, I think, is an excellent assistant. But whether he'd be a good captain, who knows? It, we, we've just got to find out. That's the thing. If if Robert Dowd's given the captain say, I want him to do well. Do you not think Robert Dowd epitomises what it means to be a Steeler? No, I do. Yeah. I, I think, for me, that's that's one of the main reasons I think he should be captain alongside um, all his experience in the league and with the club because mm. I, I just I can't think of a better example for any any Brits coming through or any imports that come over to the club for me, Robert Dowd is the player you point to and you go, you know, he is a stealer. That's what you yeah. should aspire to be. That's what you've got to be to be at this club. I think that's... Um, whilst yeah. Scott Allen's a great player, I just don't think he quite epitomises a Sheffield stealer in the same way. Yeah, fair enough. Really fair enough. I think it's definitely a good debate, but yeah. Have you heard your thoughts on it, maybe? Maybe. Obviously, I think I'm what epitomises being a stealer. Turning up to games half-cut, 
watching barely any of it, <laughs> and then doing a podcast on a Wednesday. Yeah. That's what you've got to aspire to be. That's how you should be a Steeler. But yeah, the definitely. work that Robert Dow puts in, especially like, because he gets to the, well, I used to go to Hillsville Legend Centre gym, um, and Robert Dow was always in there when the Steelers weren't training, always looking to, I don't know, just be fit, like always, I don't know, doing fitness work constantly. And I suppose that's what you need to do to be a professional athlete, not do what I do and drink about. 20 odd pints on a weekend, have three kebabs. I don't know, <laughs> you know, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, he's like, it, I don't know, it is passion of being a stealer. Yeah, I, I do agree. Being that it, it does definitely, it oh, I, I have just gone on Robert Dowd's elite prospects and noticed that they have him down as Steelers captain for next season. Oh. So I I don't know if that's a sort of preemptive mm. um, thing, but they have got him down as captain for next season, which is interesting. Okay, we've got an exclusive on Steel the Pulp. <laughs> that's a hundred percent the title of this podcast. Robert Dowd, Steelers captain, announced. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think to to do what he's doing still in this league at the age of thirty five. Takes a special sort of player and a special sort of athlete. Yeah, because it, I, I feel like people almost forget how. I mean, obviously he's not old; he, he's only thirty-five. But old for mm. a hockey player, Robert Dowd is. It's only because a short 30, career. Yeah, for sure. By by the age of thirty-five, most sort of high output players have just dropped off a cliff and faded into obscurity. Whereas Robert Dowd really hasn't done that. I mean. Over the last two, the last two seasons have been two of his his best seasons he's ever had for us. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, last season he got over twenty goals and over twenty assists. I think he yeah. nearly got thirty goals the season before that. Mm-hmm. And to be sort of hitting as as good a levels as he ever has at thirty five years of age is ridiculously impressive. And God knows how mm-hmm. long he'll manage to keep it up for. No. Uh, again, yeah, completely fair enough. And then, to be fair, we are running, we are running out of time, you know, on my free plan on Zoom. So, as far um, as I'm concerned, I'm happy to call it here because I think this has been a productive podcast. Probably one of the more productive ones we've ever done on the uh, on the channel. So, thank you very much for coming on. No problem. Anytime. Will you be here next week? I, I can book you in. Yep, I'm, I'm more than happy to hop back on next week because e- even if I don't make it to the games, I'll be watching the stream. So, no worries. That's that, that's the dedication I need. You don't <laughs> even watch it when you're drunk, do you? No, nope, I, I actually don't think I've ever been drunk at a hockey game. Try it; it's fun. <laughs> I can imagine. Right. Anyway, guys, thanks very much for listening. It's been a pleasure, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye bye.